0: Welcome, screensavers, to this bonus episode in which we'll be talking about the new Disney Plus movie that you gotta check out, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers. This is what it's about. After the canceling of their show, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, Chip and Dale break apart and don't see each other for 30 years. But they must reunite when one of their friends gets caught up in a Hollywood crime ring. This is directed by Akiva Schaefer of The Lonely Island and written by Dan Greger and Doug Mann. Matt, what did you think? Would you recommend this to people?
1: I thought this movie was fantastic. Um, It was just a nice... It's just a perfect example of a reboot done properly. Um, I mean, it had a lot of callbacks, but it was very satirical. And um, I'd say none of the jokes really overstayed their welcome either. Uh, There were a lot of background gags and, and, you know... Blank and you miss it references, um, plenty of stuff that, uh, plenty of stuff to catch. So definitely, I think I'm gonna go back and re- be rewatching it. I am a huge fan of the people involved. A lot of the voice actors. I thought the writing was sharp. I thought the story was compelling. It gave me like Who Framed Roger Rabbit vibes big time. I mean, it even had Roger Rabbit in it as like a mm-hmm. as like a throwaway, but um, it was just it was good. I I say it's. Just about as good as uh, an adult-edged family movie can get.
0: Yeah, totally. Tyler, what would you think?
1: So, when I
2: first heard about this movie, I literally had no desire to see it. Um, I didn't even know about it until like, it had released. Uh, I used to watch Chippendale as a kid, Rescue Rangers, but like I was like, ah, I don't care about this reboot. And from word of mouth, people saying it, you know, we decided to watch it, and I was blown away by how good it was. Uh, I absolutely agree. This is the way to do kind of a reboot thing. I think it is good, like satire about that. They make fun of a lot of IPs, whereas like Space Jam Two, which we were just talking about, just kind of jams the the IPs in and like reenacts scenes with just characters. Whereas this one just kind of openly makes fun of a lot of them, and just some of the background gags are the funniest things. Like I've seen, like the Fast and Furious babies <laughs> Talk yeah. about the franchises. I was, there's so many funny gags that are just kind of like just thrown in and i thought that they worked so effective and I, i was blown away by how much i enjoyed this movie
0: yeah i this is one of my favorite movies of the year so far as you mentioned akin to who framed roger rabbit or a cool world if you're a fan of that in which cartoons exist in the real world it's hilarious more than that it's bursting with imagination and creativity there has to be so much thought designed into every frame of this thing it also celebrates animation and how varied and limitless it is we haven't talked too much animation on the show yet which uh hopefully we can remedy that because it's one of my favorite art forms i recommend this to anyone it's fantastic like you guys said it's what a reboot should be in which it has a compelling story all its own um And it not only has the nostalgia factor, but it it actively uses the nostalgia to drive a new narrative and to bring some cool new characters in. I'm also not always a huge fan of Easter eggs, but that's because so many Easter eggs, when done by shows and movies, are shoved down your throat and held up to you for 15 minutes, and they go, you see that, right? You see that? And you go, yes, (laughs) I see it. But this is not, it's like... It's all part of the world. It's so well integrated. And it's just funnier than so many shows do it. Like when they have the, instead of the Lay Miz poster, it's Lego Lego. (laughs) Miz. That was like, I was like, I want to see that show now. (laughs) Like, please make that a real thing.
2: You know what this reminded me of? Like all the background gags and stuff, like 30 Rock. (laughs) It's getting a lot of vibes. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's a very good point. Yeah a similar, um, very like sharp tone.
1: It um yeah I agree. It um uh, and just like going back to like the world and like the set pieces, the background gags and stuff. This world just felt so vibrant. Like I want to live in this world that these cartoons and humans coexist. And it's just it, it makes you feel like a kid again in a way when you watch it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: It, like going back again, it reminds me of the first time I watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You know, like seeing just like this whimsical world where cartoons and humans coexist, and then having uh, a compelling narrative to go with it. And it's just like I would I would love to see more movies in this universe, whether it be another Chip and Dale movie or like any of those spinoffs. Like even if it's just like a short film. Uh, about like the fast and furious babies you know like release at least that is like an animated short or something or some kind of short on disney plus you know just yeah i i was really vibing with this this world this universe that we're in more than any of the universes in doctor strange that's for sure
0: yeah and like you said the the world i thought the the blend of animation and the real world was seamless and it totally there were so many times when they added humor with reference to scale right we have uh that moment where like a bottle is being popped for a real size person and it's like the tiny chipmunk <laughs> bottle or when they're in the the apartment for the mouse and then the the regular sized cop is standing outside as a <laughs> yeah. giant. Those are so well done. I and I was wondering. You said you feel like a kid again, and I totally agree. But I was wondering, like, is this like a movie that is enjoyable for all ages? It's certainly enjoyable for for us. Um, there's a lot of great sharp humor in there. And I quick question: Did you guys watch Chippendale Rescue Rangers as kids?
1: I did. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I did too. Um, But I've heard from people who have kids and they say that they loved it too, which is an incredible feat in my mind. So a real, you know, four quadrant, as they say, movie. Yeah, it is super well directed. I was also like, how did they get permission to use some of these characters? Because I figured they would keep it in the Disney realm, but there's like randy marsh in this and there's all yeah. these different characters i'm like what is going but, on wow I was it's,
1: wondering mad about that it's it's that marvel money man they're using it for <laughs> their other projects
0: <laughs> we need randy marsh for one second <laughs> s- sitting in a sauna or hot tub or whatever.
1: yeah oh but like then again yeah. roger rabbit did that too because they had it had the piano duel between daffy duck and donald duck remember yeah so, like, that's true you know these companies they they do it they they can do it it's just i'm sure they have to pay uh, per diem or whatever for it you know pay 2 mil for santa claus or
0: <laughs> who owns the rights to santa claus that's, that's wow you just like opened up my brain
1: <laughs> biff wiff does
0: <laughs> there are some excellent scenes in this um you know i minor spoilers again i'd like go watch this movie if you haven't already but
1: spoiler warning if you have not seen the following movie please go watch that movie and come back or accept the consequences the rap scene where
0: they have to (laughs) rap and like it embraces the fact that When you make characters or even people rap who are not rappers, it's always the worst thing ever. Um, But but the I don't eat whale. Why would you say that I eat whale?
1: I mean that that like reminded me of like a a, a good Lonely Island sketch.
2: Yeah, that whole sequence. It really was. You could
1: tell that that um, like I said, that just you could you could tell that the lonely island guys were involved especially at points like that in the movie
0: yeah i, I agree uh the cheese drug den that was really funny uh, <laughs> I thought the
2: whole uncanny valley thing, yeah that so was great
1: The guy that walking was, into. The yeah
0: i have a specific one coming up but uh, yeah the cats and the, the like the sims the yeah. sims animation yeah that was or what they call it like polar express eyes yeah. I'm like oh man <laughs> defend polar express but yeah uh the the fight with the fight with captain putty and kiki lane's (laughs) character
2: was phenomenal (laughs) yes
0: oh he always is but i love like the stuff that they did with him like springing off the wall and all this kind of stuff i love claymation so that was cool also when they she puts like the grate over his head and it splits it it was uh, the the best shredding head kill since uh, Fear Street, the first Fear Street from last year.
1: <laughs> better, better than the one from Doctor Strange. Oh, did it again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I, I like that movie less the more I think about it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I agree. Um, <laughs> Ugly Sonic was funny in this. I'm I'm glad that they did that. I was proud of them for that. It's a nice, like, way to take a failed experiment and, like, let's just all laugh about it. Like, it didn't, it didn't feel like a waste. Yeah, maybe it did for the people who worked on it for nine months. But
1: <laughs> full disclosure, that I saw Tyler sent out the clip, um, the clip of that scene with Ugly Sonic before I had seen the movie, and after watching that clip, that's that's what convinced me I, I have to see this movie, and then I saw it, and I'm like, we got to do a bonus <laughs> episode. Um, yeah you uh, as many uh, many people who know me and i'm sure all of us personally at this point they all know we're huge tim robinson fans on this pod so for that uh, the ugly sonic bit if you're a fan of tim robinson and like i think you should leave and like just his brand of humor and the way he performs like it if nothing else this whole movie is worth it for that sequence i mean Mm.
0: And it was genuinely creepy when they yeah. like close in on his teeth. Uh, the the birds, their job of like circling the head and that one bird had to get up at like three in the morning. That was really funny. And also like this wasn't particularly funny, but it made me think um when they have that part where they go into like Dale's shed and it has all that memorabilia from the Chip and Dale's rescue ranger show. I was like my lord, there's so much stuff in the world. I'm, I'm glad... Like, there's th- so much stuff that we produce.
1: <laughs> I'm glad they brought Pogs back for this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and an important plot role, too. So, good on them. Uh, the, <laughs> Also, my one, like, emotional interpretation that I did get from this was, like, you know, they split up for so many years and... It we've seen this thing before, but it hit home in this. And like, it just seems like such a waste. It was this this great message of like, don't let time pass by unnecessarily, right? See the people that you love. Make amends when you can, but don't waste your life holding you know silly resentments and things like that. I'll ask you guys this one last question: What was your favorite detail, background thing, Easter egg in this movie? Rattle off as
1: many as you want.
2: Can I? Can I? Real quick, I just want to mention it. Darkwing Duck, absolutely. Bring <laughs> yeah. back Darkwing yes, Duck. Yes,
1: absolutely. If especially get the get either the same or at least as close to the same crew that you got on this one for the Darkwing Duck reboot. And I'm yeah. all in on that. Um, I mean, I pretty much said what my favorite sequence was in this movie. Um, and it's funny because I didn't really have that huge of a reaction to the original Sonic animation to begin with. So it wasn't really that that struck me. But just the way they used it was just mm-hmm. hilarious, um, and just like a lot of the visual gags. Like, um, even though I did miss a lot, which is why I want to go back again. Because, like I was telling you guys, I was at the beach watching this, and the glare from the sun, like, it, the whole movie looked dark, like like it took place mm. at nighttime. I mean, most of it did, a lot of it did take place at nighttime. But like the nighttime scenes, I couldn't see anything, so I really need to go back. <laughs> but I really yeah, did definitely. dig the uh, Uncanny Valley sequence. I also like that they had Seth Rogen and like the the Seth Rogen like troll guy talking to like five other Seth Rogen voiced characters and he's oh, just wow. like uh oh.
0: the the Pumba, Mantis, yeah. the Bob the Blob, yeah. That was fun. It's like
1: and it's and the Rogen laugh just like
2: i think i think a cameo that got me was the paul rodwin oh yeah the aunt man Oh aunt Man, yeah <laughs> uh,
0: that was good uh it has so many i'm gonna rattle off a few right in the beginning when i think chip has the night rider lunchbox that was a great detail when paula abdul reunites with yep. the cartoon from the opposites attract video that was awesome Meryl Streep as Mrs. Doubtfire was really disturbing. <laughs> Mr. Doubtfire. Oh, was no. it Mr. Doubtfire? It was Mr. Doubtfire. Oh, my that mind. Was when read it. like,
2: Oh, there's so many unnecessary reboots, and it cuts <laughs> to Meryl Streep as Mr.
1: Doubtfire.
0: That one was the closest of like I could actually see this happening, I, and I really I, oh, yeah, don't 100%. want it to. I'd watch
1: the hell out of that for sure.
0: <laughs> oh, uh, that would be something that I would feel obligated to watch when I'm like, please, only, please leave that only, where it was. Only if it was she gets eaten then. by
1: a Brontarock at the end. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh Squidward's star on the walk of fame love Squidward um the so- a- any movie can be made better with a sock puppet cop that isn't silly just like a straightforward cop that is has a mustache drawn on and is a sock puppet the 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 bootleg that made me laugh the most was Jasper the Dead
1: Ghost <laughs> Oh um when they um when when they were going to collect flounder for for back payments or whatever, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, I have this thing. It's a genuine <laughs> <laughs> Uh
0: I love and like that that uh, that spa place. Scrooge McDuck is having his bath of money. Uh, the, the Senator Butthead on the bench. Oh yeah, Did you guys see that? I missed yeah, that man. one. Um, and then like you said the Rogan characters it was another nice example like the ugly Sonic of like this is something people make fun of but it's like you know what, let's just laugh together let's everybody everybody come together and have a good time about this and then the men's warehouse line which I, I poor Peter Pan was done dirty by this movie this movie is the antithesis of the whole idea of Peter Pan so that was kind of sad but fantastic movie. Any final thoughts, guys?
1: I think we pretty much nailed it.
0: Yeah. yeah. Go watch Chippendale Rescue Rangers. It is on Disney+. Plus. Thanks for being here with us. Come back next time.
1: See you. Take care, everybody. And don't eat whale. Well. Silver Screen Savers podcast was co-created, written, hosted, and produced by Michael Gallant, Tower Sookiss, and Matt Sturdivant, with Additional editing by Matt Sturdivant. Intro music by Charles Michel via Pixabay logo design by Nathan Seidel